Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. So you may have heard this name before, Gary Vaynerchuk, and they call him Gary V. And he's a very famous entrepreneur in the United States. And he actually has a very interesting and amazing kind of rags to riches story of being an immigrant and um, obviously immigrant parents and moving to New York City as a boy and just this incredible work ethic. And like I said, he is known as one of the most famous um, entrepreneurs in America. And he actually has 10 million followers on Instagram and he has five New York Times best-selling books. So why am I talking about Gary V on this podcast? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about what Gary V says is the way that you can get ahead as an entrepreneur or at your job. And one of the things that he talks about is he asks the question, well, what are you doing between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m.? So I'm going to ask you that question again. So Gary V, one of the most sought after and admired entrepreneurs in America, says, what are you doing between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m.? Well, this entrepreneurial spirit, especially in the United States, has turned into a hustle culture. And some things that go along with hustle culture would be like rise and grind, I pledge allegiance to the grind, 24-7, 365, um, Beast Mode 120, 120%. Um, and then I saw this quote. Um, it's a little quote-unquote motivational sign that I saw. And it says, I've got a dream that's worth more than my sleep. And one last little bit of information about the hustle culture is, is that um, 1.8 billion views for hashtag side hustle on TikTok. So... It's not enough to just have your job. It's not enough to just work really hard at your job and to get your pay increases each year if you do a really good job. There's just this overarching change in American culture over the last several years where people like Gary Vee are admired and are copied and people feel like they're lazy if they're not working on a side hustle from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. And as private school leaders, you might not have that entrepreneurial mindset of building a small business and a side hustle and a second side hustle, but I can tell you that hustle culture in America and around the world is influencing how we think about our work at school and how much work from school we take home on the evenings and weekends and how much it invades our lives. And so on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, we are going to discuss you can overcome the hustle culture if you stop doing these six things. So we're going to talk about what is hustle culture, why is hustle culture so toxic, how does hustle culture negatively impact your mental health, and then I'm going to tell you six things that you can stop doing to overcome 
hustle culture. So before we get into that, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast by giving you a free gift. This is actually a brand new resource that I just created, and it's called The Seven Steps to Having Successful Meetings with Upset Parents. And so this is a guide. Um, It's an 11-page PDF, and it gives you a step-by-step plan to have better meetings with parents at your school. And every good coach has a game plan. Every great teacher has a lesson plan. But I think too many of us private school leaders, we go into a meeting just hoping for the best with an upset parent, and we don't have a plan. Well, I'm going to give you a plan. And so you can get the seven steps to having a successful meeting with an upset parent over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash meeting. And hopefully it'll make you feel more confident and less stressed out when you meet with a parent. So you can get that guide over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash meeting. And that is a free gift to you just to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And then one other quick favor I was going to ask for is if you could go to wherever you listen to this podcast and write a review and rate the podcast, it actually helps the algorithm push it out, push the content out as um, suggested podcast for private school leaders all over the world. As of recording this, we're in 50 countries helping private school leaders um, to grow their skills and to hopefully be a little bit more encouraged and to go from um, surviving to thriving. So one of the ways that you can help do that is to write a review for the podcast. So thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for doing that. All right. So today's topic is hustle culture. So let's start by defining it. What is hustle culture? And I'm taking this definition from a Talkspace blog post that I'll link in the show notes. And it says, quote, hustle culture describes a common modern workplace environment that emphasizes hard work and long hours as the key to success. It has become increasingly popular recently with many companies encouraging their employees to put in extra effort and extra work hours for better results. And then I have another uh, definition from a blog post in, it's called Better Up, and it says hustle culture, also known as burnout culture, centers around the idea that working long hours and sacrificing self-care are required in order to succeed. The promise is that if you give work all of your attention, you can achieve anything and everything, end quote. So I want to go back to that for a moment, and I want you to just view that through the lens of you as a private school leader, and I want you to think, is this talking about you? Hustle Culture centers around the idea that working long hours and sacrificing self-care are required in order to succeed. And you know that my passion is to help you go from surviving to thriving, as I've said a few times already this episode, but it really is for you to just see that there's a different way. And I used to sacrifice myself on the altar of my school, and school invaded every single nook and cranny of my life, and it affected my relationship with my wife, it affected my relationship with my daughters, and I've said before that it was eye-opening when one of my daughters said to me, hey dad, when do we get to see you instead of the back of your laptop? And so there's a better way, and we're going to talk about that today. So first of all, that is how we define hustle culture for the purposes of this episode. So then let's talk about why is hustle culture so toxic? So this is again from that Better Up blog, and it says, quote, some people do achieve a form of happiness from their efforts. But more often, the American dream plus 
hustle culture creates a toxic cycle. It tells us that even as we work harder and harder, we can always have more, do more, and be more. This means that the goalposts will always keep moving no matter how much we achieve, end quote. So there's a lot there, but from a toxic standpoint, it creates a toxic cycle. In other words, if you buy into that all you have to do is outwork any problem and hustle, 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 and work, you know, 24-7 and Gary V, you know, what are you doing between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., that when you work harder, you do more, and then you can have more, but then that means that the goal, the goalposts are always moving, and no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you work, you're, it's elusive. You're never going to actually be able to arrive at success. And so we have to kind of redefine success for us because we're whole people. We're not just employees at a private school. We are husbands and wives and sisters and brothers and sons and daughters and fathers and mothers. And we're, we're human beings. But I think a lot of times all of that gets set on the side and, and we become these employees, these leaders, these heads of school or division heads. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that we have demanding, relentless jobs. And if we buy into what is so popular right now, which is this hustle culture mentality that busy, 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 and that if you're taking a rest, you're lazy, that if we buy into that, we're going to drive ourselves into the ground as far as our physical health and our mental health. And so that's a good segue into the next thing I want to talk about, and that is the four ways that hustle culture can negatively impact your mental health. So four main ways that hustle culture will negatively impact your mental health. So first of all is guilt. So I want to talk about guilt for a second. So when you take a day off, do you feel guilty? I'll just let that sit there for a moment. When you take a day off, do you feel guilty? How many days of PTO, paid time off, vacation days, how many days go unused or if you're quote unquote on vacation or on a day off, how many hours on those days are you actually working on things for school? Now, I know that there's some times where it's crunch time and you have no choice, but we tend to feel guilty when we aren't at school and we tend to feel guilty when we're not being quote unquote productive. And we feel guilty or we feel lazy when we're resting, when we're not doing anything. And um, on a previous episode, I talked about how I have a hammock in my backyard. And I don't mention the hammock to people that I work with because there would be a negative connotation with that. You know, if I said, yeah, you know, it was awesome. On Saturday, I spent an hour in the hammock just kind of laying there and was reading a book then I would be worried that I might hear from a coworker, oh, it must be nice, you know, I was blah, 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 because it's always busy, 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 and there is a stigma attached to rest that it equals laziness. And so I just keep that to myself about the hammock. But we have to zoom out and think about that. What's that doing to us long term? What's that doing to our mental health and our physical health? So one of the ways that hustle culture negatively impacts our mental health is guilt. And then the second way is anxiety. So a recent Gallup poll 
showed that 44% of employees experienced anxiety, anger, and or sadness a lot during the previous day. Okay, so in the last work day, in the previous 24 hours, 44% of employees reported that they experienced anxiety, anger, or sadness. And they also expressed about, um, there was a lot of this in the open-ended comments in that Gallup poll about pressure to perform. Now, there's nothing wrong with having some pressure and some accountability and some clear expectations and working hard. That's not what I'm talking about on this episode. We all work hard and we're going to work really, really hard to serve the students and teachers and families at our schools. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it just gets to the point where it's over the top ridiculous and that there is no way that we can get everything done. And I'll talk about that a few in a few minutes. But I've mentioned this before too, is, is that I read an article that, um, and I think it was an NAIS article, it goes back a ways, 2010 or 2011, and it was talking about how there's kind of a well-known joke among independent school boards that when they ask, well, what are you looking for in a head of school, that the answer is God on a good day. And so we deal with this anxiety when we're not, quote unquote, living up to or performing at the level that this unattainable level that we've um, created for ourselves in our minds. And then that anxiety is coupled with the stigma attached to mental health issues for leaders. So if you're in a position of leadership, well, you have to have it all together. You can't be depressed. You can't be anxious. You can't show weakness. You have to be the most enthusiastic and most optimistic person at your school. And so you, what do you do? You just hide it. You just put a lid on it and you push it down in there. And we know how terrible that is for us, for our mental health. And so we have to just acknowledge that anxiety can come from these unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves to perform and that there's a stigma attached to mental health issues for people in leadership. So then the third way that the hustle culture affects mental health is through toxic positivity. Now, a hustle culture doesn't allow time for negative emotions, you know. Um, I listen sometimes to some motivational speakers and, you know, I have some a playlist and, you know, some different things and it's good to get me going if I need to work out or if I'm like, I don't know, like cutting the grass or something and I don't feel like it, but if, if I listen to that all the time and that was the way that I lived my life and that was sort of the philosophy of my life, that'd be a real problem um, because, you know, it's like if things about pain, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there about working out and that if, if you, you know, pain is weakness and, you know, just all of this different stuff that is just this toxic positivity and some of it is just over the top when it comes to, I mean, if you're working out and something hurts, you should probably stop. Um, and that isn't a show of weakness. It's a show of intelligence that you would stop if your shoulder really hurts and you're lifting weights. So the point I'm trying to make though, is, is that the hustle culture, there's a, there's a negative connotation to, um, any negative emotions. And so research shows that accepting negative emotions is a key component of good mental health. And it's a challenge. And I said this before, we have to be the most positive person at our school. And I did a whole episode 
Um, I'll put link it in the show notes. I can't remember what episode number it was off the top of my head, but it was called um, Hopeful Optimism, Not Toxic Positivity. And it really just went deep on how you can still be the most optimistic person at your school without drifting into toxic positivity. So that's another impact on our mental health. And then the fourth thing, the way that the hustle culture impacts our mental health is through apathy. And so hustle culture comes full circle with apathy. And this is because when people are encouraged to suppress their feelings and maintain long work hours and never take time off, that then burnout starts to set in. And one of the symptoms of burnout is disengagement and apathy. And so we go from apathy to disengagement to quiet quitting to burnout. And that's where the hustle culture leads. Now, I said before that some people, they just thrive on this. Okay. And and I don't want it to be that, you know, if, if you're, I don't want it to be that I'm trying to say that if you're just a person who's work, work, work all the time and you just love it and it energizes you and you can keep crazy hours and it just really um, doesn't negatively impact your mental health or your physical health or your relationships with your family and your friends. Okay. But I think you're a unicorn. Um, I think you're rare. And I think that the person that I just described is what most of us are posing to be. We're, we're posers when it comes to that. We are crumbling on the inside and then on the outside, we're just like hustle, hustle, hustle. And then what that leads to, like I said, is the disengagement, the apathy, the burnout, the quiet quitting. And that's why the average, uh, let's, okay, the, the NA, NAIS did some research on the state of um, administrators in independent schools, and the numbers were not good, okay? Leaders in private schools are not okay. And, and again, it was done right after, um, I think it was done in 2021, so you have the pandemic in there, but there are more and more private school leaders leaving education altogether than ever before, and there's more open positions in North America and less qualified candidates than ever before. And so, why are they leaving? Well, I'm pretty sure this is one of the reasons. I'm sure there are many, but the hustle culture is certainly not helping. So the four things that can impact mental health with the hustle culture are guilt, anxiety, toxic positivity, and apathy. All right, so then let's jump into these six things. If you stop doing these six things, you can overcome hustle culture. Number one, stop believing the lie Number two, stop wearing busyness as a badge of honor. Number three, stop letting the school flow like water. Number four, stop treating rest like laziness. Number five, stop putting yourself last. And number six, stop doing everything yourself. So number one is stop believing the lie. And Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter has made it easy. YouTube as well have made it easy for influencers, social media influencers and celebrities to share images of themselves working late into the night or working out hours and hours a day and eating that certain protein and that certain kind of food. And so they're glorifying and perpetuating a dangerous mindset among younger generations who look up to them for inspiration. But let's face it, we as private school leaders might not consider ourselves the younger generation, but we're still influenced by that. And so, you know, when you see workout videos of someone that's getting a celebrity that's getting in shape for an action movie, or you see, 
you know, a working mom that has it all together and, you know, they're posting on Instagram that, you know, everything is all pulled together and as far as the outfit and, you know, working out and running here and running there and all that stuff. And it's like, just remember a couple of things. First of all, social media is not reality. It's the curated reality of someone's life. Okay. So when, when you see this 13 second little Instagram reel, what you don't see is how long it took for the person to get their hair and their outfit looking like that, um, whoever it might be. What you don't see is what's really going on in their life or, for that matter, how big of a mess their house is just out of view of the camera. So it's curated reality. It's not reality. And influencers with social media, I'm not saying social media is bad. I'm not trying to be a boomer and say, get off my lawn, that social media is bad. I use Instagram every day for school and post photos of the kids doing fun stuff. I'm just trying to point out that we need to stop believing the lie about hustle culture. Hustle culture is a lie. You are never going to have it all done. You are never going to have it all together. And work is not more important than your physical and mental health. And so I'm going to say that again. You are never going to get it all done. You are never going to have it all together. And work is not more important than your physical and mental health. And we have to stop believing the lie that this all we have to do is outwork the problem all we have to do is work a few more hours and work a little longer and a little harder and be a little more efficient and somehow we'll get it done that's the lie of hustle culture so number one we need to stop believing the lie number two we need to stop wearing busyness as a badge of honor and i've done this i've really tried to stop doing this over the last two years but sometimes i'll be eating my lunch at 3 or 4 p.m and I'll come out of the little room. There's a little room off of our library that has a microwave in it. And I'll come out and someone would see me. And like I said, I've tried not to do this the last couple of years. But certainly before that, I'd be like, oh, you know, someone would say, oh, you're still eating lunch. You're just eating lunch now. It's 4 o'clock. Well, you know, busy, busy, busy and blah, blah, blah. And I would like wear it as a badge of honor that I was, you know, eating my lunch at 4 p.m. Or... You know, someone would get an email from me at like 11.58 p.m. and be like, well, you know, all the work doesn't fit into the school day. I got to do all this work. Well, what I do now is out of respect for my team and my coworkers is, is that on the rare occasion when I'm up that late working on school, which happens every once in a while, I just schedule the email for 8 a.m. People don't need to know I'm up working late. And I try not to work late because I try to be consistent with the things that I talk about on this podcast. So um, I also think that wearing business as a badge has a lot to do with pride and arrogance. Um, I know that's certainly true for me, that I just wanted to be seen as this person with an insane work ethic and just, you know, kind of put it out there and make sure everyone knew about it. But I just want to say that we're playing with fire um, when we're doing that because we're not prioritizing our self-care if we're eating lunch at 4 p.m. or if we're sending emails at midnight. And so it's just a matter of time until that house of cards crumbles. And I know, because like I've said before, I've been in the hospital with ulcers. I've been diagnosed with severe burnout. I had stress-induced vertigo that put me in the hospital. So I've been there as far as not taking care of myself, doing all of these things, and then paying a price for that. And so my goal is to try and help you see that there's a better way.
All right, number three, stop letting the school flow like water. So water goes wherever it wants. And if there's a flood, even if it's a small flood, or for that matter, if your water heater bottom rusts out and all the water in your water heater goes all over your basement, okay, it's going to go into every tiny little nook and cranny and water goes wherever it wants to go, okay? And so we need to stop letting the school flow like water into every little nook and cranny of our lives. And so the, the cure for that is boundaries. Um, and I think it was uh, episode eight, how to overcome burnout with boundaries. I'll link that in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 48. But I want you to think about this for a minute. If there were 25,000 gallons of water in your backyard but you did not have a pool. You did not have an in-ground pool. So these four concrete walls that are down in the ground, just pretend your yard is all grass for a moment, whether it is or not, and you've got 25,000 gallons of water in your backyard. You have a mess. You probably have a disaster. It's seeping down into your basement. It's running onto your neighbor's property and you're gonna get sued. You have a mess. However, if you have 25,000 gallons of water in your backyard and you have an in-ground pool, four concrete walls, now you've got a party. Now you've got an oasis. Now you've got um, all your friends and family want to come over and hang out in your backyard. So what's the difference between a disaster and a party? It's the boundaries, those four concrete walls that hold the water. And so school is going to flow like water. Schoolwork is going to come into every nook and cranny of your life. So what are the boundaries that you're going to put? Um, is it your bed? You know, I used to not have, it used to be for me that the bed was not a boundary uh, for schoolwork. And so my phone would be charging next to the bed on the nightstand and I would wake up in the morning and then I would pick up my phone and I'd start checking email. And one morning I realized that I was checking email before I said good morning to my wife that I share a bed with, that I've been married to for 32 years. And that was an eye-opening moment for me. And so since then, I charge my phone in the next room. What about a boundary of the dinner table? Um, so it's where, where um, is your boundary? Um, and then when, you know, is it during dinner? Is it during church? I mean, I can remember sitting in church and then kind of like looking at my phone over on the side and like checking email during church. Um, and then a boundary of not only where and when, but how long, you know, okay, so yes, you're going to have to do some work on the weekends and the weeknights, but for how long, um, are we going to put a limit on it or is it just going to be that we dip in and out of school all night long? So number three is to stop letting the school flow like water. All right. And then number four is stop treating rest like laziness. If you remember, we're doing six things that if you stop doing these things, you can overcome hustle culture. And number four is stop treating rest like laziness. So objectively, you know that rest is good for you. Okay. We know that just objectively, but what do we tell ourselves? Busy, 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 so busy all the time. And if we're not busy, then we're lazy because that's the message of hustle culture. That's the that's the reason I don't talk about my hammock at work, okay? Because there's a negative connotation on it, attached to it. And so we have to see that rest and water and sleep and 
eating the right foods and moving our body, that all of those things, objectively, we know, are good for us. And if we're going to treat rest like it's laziness, then we're never going to rest. We're not going to get enough sleep. We're not going to do things that energize ourselves, and we're going to sacrifice ourselves on the altar of our school. And we can build in some better systems and some better habits. And you know, it's like, okay, I know, I know, but like, where do I start? Well, we'll, we'll get to that as far as your call to action. Your call to action is going to be listened to, uh, is going to be listened to episode eight, how to overcome burnout with boundaries. And, um, I'll also link, um, a productivity hack, um, episode. And so that's a great place to start that if you were to just do some of the things in those two episodes, you're going to really turn the corner on building some systems. All right. And then number five, these things that you're going to stop doing to overcome hustle culture, stop putting yourself last. And so we know that we put at school the kids first and the teachers first, the parents first, our coworkers, they're all on the list. And then we're either last or we're not on the list at all. Okay. So if that's the truth at school, which used to be true for me, and now at least I try to drink a lot of water and eat lunch before 2 p.m. and move around a little bit and get out and see the kids and get some sunshine at recess and things like that. But even if that's mostly true about you at school, it doesn't have to be true all the time at home. And you're like, well, Mark, you don't understand my school. Like I'm a one person show and I'm it. And and I got to keep this thing moving and we got to make payroll and we got to keep the lights on. And I know I get it. Like I, I used to be ahead of school for 21 years. And for several of those years, it was always wondering where are we going to make the next payroll? And so it's incredibly stressful. But when we fly and this flight attendants talk about putting on your own oxygen mask first and then assisting the person next to you, there's logic behind that we take the emotion out of it and just think about the logic we have to take care of ourselves or we're going to be no good to take care of all of those people that need us and so no one is coming to save you no one is coming to help fix this you have to decide to move yourself up on the list no one's coming and so stop putting yourself last put that oxygen mask on first and then help all those people in your life that need your help But you're going to grind yourself down into a fine powder and end up burnt out with physical problems or mental health problems or both if you continue doing this the way you're doing it. And then number six, stop doing everything yourself. So this was really hard for me, but I finally got around to figuring it out and doing a better job with it. And that was asking for help from my team. You know, just last week... um, When I'm recording this, we're about a week or a little more into a new school year. And I was just really, there was this one task that needed to be done um, and it was just not getting done. And so I just went to one of my teachers. I'm like, look, I'm really stuck. This isn't getting done and it's really stressing me out. Can I get your help on this? And she said, of course. And, you know, I mentioned um, about the burnout and, um, you know, Uh, The reason I brought that up in this context is because um, 
you know, when, when I say don't do everything, stop doing everything yourself, one of the things that I did was I started talking to a therapist. Um, when I had some losses in my life, as far as, um, people that I love that passed away, I had a, um, through our employee assistance program, I got a grief counselor, but she also helped me with that, those losses. But at one point in 2021, she also helped me with the burnout that I was experiencing. So ask for help, talk to somebody. And then we also have to look at ourselves. Am I the reason that I don't delegate things more effectively? Am I wanting to micromanage? Am I holding on too tightly to things that other people could do? And you say again, well, Mark, I I don't have a team. You know, it's me. Well, you have teachers. You probably have an office person, at least if not an office staff. And there are always some things that other people can do if given the opportunity to do it. And so I held on to things too tightly for too long. And I just encourage you to stop trying to do everything yourself. So what are the big takeaways from today's episode? Well, hustle culture describes a common modern workplace that emphasizes hard work and long hours as the key to success. And we talked about um, why that is toxic, because the goalposts keep moving. We talked about the impact on your mental health, which are guilt, anxiety, toxic positivity, and apathy. And then we also talked about how you can stop doing, if you stop doing this, these six things, you can overcome the hustle culture. And those things are number one, stop believing the lie. Just stop believing the lie about hustle culture and about what you, the curated reality that you see online as far as like the only way that work can be defined and the only way that you engage with work. That grind and all of that 24-7, 365 stuff. So stop believing the lie. Number two, stop wearing business as a badge of honor. Um, And that speaks for itself. Number three, stop letting the school flow like water. Just remember that if you have 25,000 gallons of water in your backyard with no four walls of concrete boundaries, you're going to have a disaster. But we can start to build some boundaries in our lives that will hold that water and then it's very useful and very fun and it's a party and it's a oasis but water goes where it wants to go and so we need to stop letting the school be like water and flow into every nook and cranny of our lives number four stop treating rest like laziness the stigma attached to rest has to be something that you think about and then lay aside or you're never going to really get some rest Number five, stop putting yourself last. Put on your own oxygen mask first. And number six, stop doing everything yourself. Ask for help as hard as it is. Ask for help. And your call to action um, in the show notes, I'm going to link episode eight, how to overcome burnout with boundaries. And you can get those show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 48. And your call to action is to listen to episode eight and use one strategy from that episode. So let's wrap it up. I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast by giving you a free guide that I've created called five strategies to help you work with difficult parents. Um, This is actually different than the one I talked about at the top of the episode about specifically how to have a successful meeting with an upset parent. Um, This is five strategies that will help you just in general have better more productive relationships and partnerships with parents. And you can get this guide at theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents. And 
I think it can help you. And I just want to give you that as a free gift. And thank you for listening to the podcast every week. And I hope you got value from this episode. Um, shoot me an email at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com and let me know about a strategy that you're using or a pain point that you're experiencing right now. And please subscribe wherever you listen. Um, please write a review and rate the podcast so that the algorithm will push that out as suggested content for private school leaders all around the world. Um, show notes are at the privateschoolleader.com slash episode 48. Um, a new episode comes out every week wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm on Instagram at the private school leader and Twitter at the PS leader. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I want to say I appreciate you so much and all the hard and amazing work that you're doing at your school. And thank you so much for taking some of that precious time out of your week to join me here today. And I will see you next time on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.